Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Dave, a modern-day sage. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. Here's something a little extra from the Young Crones Cafe to get you through to our next regularly scheduled episode. If you listen to our podcast with any regularity, you will notice that every few episodes, we include what we call a quick spell, a little something you can use easily and rapidly as part of your everyday magic. In fact, we are getting ready to release yet another book on Traditions of the Path series called Practical Magic and Spells of the Path, a book of spells for witches, which should be available on Amazon right around selling. So today... I've chosen to share with you an excerpt from this new book about writing your own spells. Because it's one skill that lots of witches want, is being able to create their own. Writing your own spells just makes everything more comfortable because you have made what fits you best. Not only can you have your own need for a spell and not one find, find one already written to use, but remembering that you are the magic is the most powerful part of any spell work. One of the things that people often struggle with is thinking they can't write their own spells. There are a lot of intimidating thoughts and feelings involved when you have read enough spells written by others. You can start to think that theirs always sound so perfect, or they are full of lists of fancy-sounding ingredients, or you aren't sure about how to even start. So here's a simple series of steps you can follow when first trying out the process of writing your own spells. We break them down into preparation and action and then afterwards steps. Try thinking of them as the before, during, and after, if you like, as part of a process of doing. Remember that you don't have to follow them exactly either. They are more of a guide to get you involved in the process of creation. Follow your intuition and remember you are supposed to find joy in creating your own magic. Steps for spell writing. Preparation steps. Consider your purpose. Set your intent. Figure out the duration of your spell. Choose the type of magic you will use. Consider the timing for your spell. Action steps. Write your spell. Choose your ingredients. Figure out what actions you need to perform your spell. Assemble your ingredients. Do the spell. Ground and center, releasing any excess energy raised. Afterwards steps. Leave it alone when it is done. Do what is required in the mundane. Keep track of everything. Dispose of your ingredients appropriately. Breaking it all down. The preparation steps are all about things you may want to consider when planning to write and perform a spell. They are things you need to make decisions about for your spell, and they will make the actual writing process much simpler. One, consider your purpose. The first and most important thing of all is to consider the reason why you are planning to craft and perform a spell in the first place. If you don't have a good reason, what's the point? Two, set your intent. 
Now that you know your purpose, you should be able to write one clear, concise statement that details the what your need or want, the why, reason for what you are doing, the how, how it should show up, and the when, a time frame for completion. Once it is written, take the time to read it out loud. Does it make sense? Do you believe in what you have written? Is it specific? If you need to, revise your statement until it works for what you want to accomplish. Three, figure out the duration of your spell. Is this going to be a spell to take care of something right away? Is it going to be a long-term spell that will require some sort of sustained energy over a period of time? If it is going to be something more long-term, does it need to be one big spell, or is it something you might want to consider breaking down into a series of smaller spells? Four, choose the type of magic you will use. There are many types of magic available for you to work with. Sometimes it is beneficial to match the type you choose to best fulfill your purpose, and other times you may want to use something you have more experience with. You can also plan to try out something entirely new. Five, consider the timing for your spell. This is an optional consideration and some people choose to work magic using different moon phases, days of the week, or even times of day to increase the available energy to work with, depending on what your purpose is. The most important thing to remember is that magic does not have to wait if it is something you need immediately and the next appropriate moon phase may be two weeks from now. While it is not required, writing down your preparation work or at least the choices you make regarding these pieces will make moving on to the action steps much easier. These are things you need to do as part of your spell. One, write your spell. This is where it gets real because all the planning and preparation in the world won't get you to manifesting what you need without actually writing the spell. Whether you use a pen, colored markers, or pencils in a piece of paper, or open a new file on your computer, you should consider writing down what you plan to do and how you plan to do it. All those things that you consider during your preparation steps will come into play as part of this process. As part of your writing, the next two action steps are vital. Two, choose your ingredients. Based on the type of magic you are working with and what you are planning, you may want to use specific items as part of your spell, and you may also choose to work with correspondences. For example, if you are working with candle magic, you obviously will need a candle, a candle holder, and something with which to light said candle. On the path, we define a correspondence as an item we use to represent something else we don't have, either what we are manifesting or getting rid of, or different energies to increase the power of the spell. Lists of thousands of traditional correspondences can be found all over the internet or various social media sites, but you have to figure out what personally best represents your need just because a list says it's a correspondence doesn't necessarily make it right for you. We also know that just because something is more expensive doesn't make it a better correspondence. It is also a good idea to write down all the ingredients you are going to use so you can check them off as you get them together later. Three, 
Figure out what actions you need to perform your spell. How are you going to raise energy to power your spell? This is the first thing you need to figure out, making sure it matches your available environment. For example, if you are planning to throw something into a roaring bonfire to activate your spell, and you live in a high-rise apartment, you might want to reconsider what you are going to do. If you are going to chant to raise energy, write a simple chant that you can easily repeat multiple times, making sure it states what you are trying to accomplish. With any spell, there needs to be a definitive ending, such as sending out into the universe the energy you have raised to do its work, and this should be a clear action as well. Write out all the steps of your spell from start to finish and adjust the order as needed, adding or subtracting new ones so that there is a clear beginning, middle, and ending. Hint. Most spell chants rhyme and have a rhythm to them that makes them easy to repeat faster and faster to generate energy. If you struggle with writing things that rhyme, you can often come up with a great first line about what you are doing or a second line about the results and then get stuck. There are all sorts of poetry assisting apps or websites where you can insert the last word of your line and have it generate a huge list of potential rhymes. Scrolling through these lists will often give you that burst of inspiration when you find a word that fits what you want to write about to create that other line. Four, assemble your ingredients. Now grab that list of supplies and correspondences you created and get everything together to perform your spell. This is where you may have to go out and find some things or make substitutions for any missing items on your list because you were sure you had them. That will work for you just as well. Five, do the spell. You can write all sorts of wonderful spells with chants that rhyme perfectly, have all the spell ingredients may, you may ever want or need, and have found the perfect time and place to work magic. But until you take the time and energy to perform a spell, none of that matters. The only way to use spells is to do spells. By the way, this does get easier with practice as your faith in the efficacy of magic and your own familiarity with the process grows. Six. Ground and center. After any type of working, take time to ground, center yourself, and release any excess energy hanging around that you may have raised. Not doing so can create what those of us on the path refer to as an energy hangover. Feeling physically jittery or emotionally overloaded should never be a lingering part of working magic. You have done all your preparations and taken the action of doing a spell, so what now? Here are some afterwards steps to finish up the process of spell writing. One, leave it alone when it is done. This may be the hardest part of doing spell work. There is the natural human response to return again and again to what we did because we begin to doubt that it was correct. Leave your spell alone to allow the universe to do its work. This is where you need to have some faith in the existence and efficacy of magic itself. You know what is all around you as a witch. Don't agonize over your choices at this point. Give it some time. <clears throat> Two, do what is required in the mundane. We live, work, love, play, all in the mundane. 
This is where your magic is going to manifest itself. However, there are often things we need to do on the mundane to give it a spot to land, as it were. The most famous example of this is doing some sort of spell to get a job and then not filling out any applications, not putting your resume out there, or not showing up for interviews. The universe needs somewhere to provide that opportunity for employment to manifest. And if you aren't participating, it won't happen. Three, keep track of everything. When you finish actually doing the spell, keep some type of record. When and where you did it, all the ingredients you used, what you experienced, and the eventual results. Some witches keep them in their record of their personal practices, and others create a separate book just for spells. You can figure out whatever items you want to include, but it's important to do this because the benefits are success breeding success. If it worked, having documentation of this helps increase that faith in the process, which leads to more success. If, if it fails, and some will, having a record may help you tweak it so it will work or know what won't work in the future so you don't do it again. You may be able to repeat this spell, and not knowing what you did makes it impossible to duplicate, or you may want to adapt it to some other purpose in the future. Four, dispose of any leftover ingredients appropriately. Once your spell is done, you don't need to keep the leftover spell ingredients hanging around. Either dispose of or recycle and reuse the components. Obviously, all of these steps can allow you to craft an effective magical spell for your own use, whether it is for a long-term or larger purpose, or even a fast, quick spell for that little nudge to help something along. This is meant to be a guide and not something carved in stone about where if you miss us doing a step, your magic won't work. Remember that spontaneously creating something on the spot because you need it is just as much of a spell as when you create to manifest long term. The joy of magic is in the creating and the doing. I hope you've enjoyed this little excerpt. And remember, until next time, May you find mirth and reverence in all things. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope you join us again next Tuesday. But you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, Young Crones. We'd love to have you join our growing online Discord community. Check out our new Patreon presence. Just look for Young Crones Cafe. Through Patreon, you'll be able to make it to our Discord. We are also Young Crones Cafe on Twitter and Facebook. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedge walkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. And we are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be. So mote it be.